0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Over time, here on 106.7 The Fan, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. So, youngest in charge, we'll be taking you up to 11 o'clock before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so, Chris Knock, set to join the program. He is the color analyst from Maryland basketball on our sister station, the Team 980. He'll give us his two cents on what the Washington Wizards should be doing with their new draft pick that they just acquired Uh, on behalf of Chris Tapps Porzingis. He was shipped out in a three-team deal to the Boston Celtics. And in exchange, Washington will be receiving Danilo Gallinari from the Celtics uh, in the number 30 overall pick, along with Marcus Morris uh, from the L.A. Clippers. So Michael Winger, Will Dawkins wasting no time. Caitlin, if you if you can real quick, I'm getting ready to send you uh, this this cut from ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. He uh, just gave a little bit of an update on what the Washington Wizards' plans are right now uh, when it comes to finalizing the Bradley Beal deal, what people may not understand right now is this Bradley Beal deal has yet to be finalized. The big holdup right now is the Washington Wizards are still actively trying to reroute Chris Paul to a contending team. And Chris Paul had to be included in the deal with Phoenix in order for the salaries to match up. Right now, Washington trying to do right by Chris Paul and ship him off to a contender because they know it. They don't plan on being competitive next year. Now before this Chris Dapps Porzingis news came out I was still holding out hope that maybe Washington holds on to Chris Paul into the regular season in hopes of him maybe boosting his trade value and then trading him at the deadline to a contender for a future first round pick. I don't know what type of return Washington's going to be able to get right now for Chris Paul but the teams that have been rumored to be interested are the Golden State Warriors and the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Golden State situation is interesting because of Jordan Poole. Uh, here is ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, though, given the latest on the Washington Wizards and the Chris Paul deal.
2: Uh, Malika, the trade still hasn't been completed uh, because the Washington Wizards, you know, they've been engaged in talks to try to move Chris Paul on uh, to a potential contender, give him a chance at 38 years old. Uh, to go to a team uh, that might be playing for something this year. Certainly Washington headed toward a rebuild, uh, but they're still finalizing the draft assets that'll be in this deal and pick swaps. Uh, I think perhaps the soonest this could be done uh, is Friday uh, after the draft. If the Wizards aren't able to find a deal, for Chris Paul that they want to do and then perhaps it turns into just a two-team trade hmm. uh, with Washington and Phoenix if they're unable to find a third team to move Chris Paul on to.
1: TSBN's Adrian Wojnarowski with the latest on the Bradley Beal deal to the Phoenix Suns so recap what was just said real quick. Washington and the Suns both holding out hope that they can find a third team uh, to join this tango and, and allow Chris Paul to get shipped off to a contender. Uh, Wizards fans this is good news. I guess it's bad news. let me let me be straight up and say it. this is this is probably bad news and here's why the hope was initially is that Washington could have gotten this deal finalized before tomorrow night uh, in hopes of potentially acquiring another draft pick for tomorrow night but it looks like whatever Washington' is going to acquire in exchange for Chris Paul uh, won't be. Uh, an asset from tomorrow night's draft. 1-800-636-1067 is the number on on the MGM National Harbor list of lines. You can tweet at me as well. It's at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. A lot of moving parts here in the past 48 hours for the Washington Wizards. What do you make of it all? Are you happy that they're finally going through a teardown, or are you like some of the prior callers uh, who we've heard from tonight who honestly are dreading the fact that Washington is going to be a 20-win team maybe uh, for the next two years? Let's go to Al in Hyattsville. What's going on, Al? Hey, what's up, Manel? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Doing
2: good. Doing good. Uh, First and foremost, I'm very excited about what's happening. Thank you, Al. You know, I I think there's some people that are, are, you know, we've been back for 20-plus years, 30-plus years, whatever the case is, bad since the 70s, since we last won our championship and the like. That's fine. Granted, that is all true. But here's the thing. What were we going to do? Seriously, yeah. what were we going to do? If you think about everything before Monday, coming up until this point, we had an albatross of a contract with Bradley Bill. He had a no trade clause. For those who don't know about those clauses, and I do because I work in law and I, I do a little dabbling around contract law and some stuff like that, that particular clause gave Bradley Bill all the cards. He had all the cards. There was no way out. So he had to agree. He have to not only agree to the destination he wanted to do, go to, he had the cards on what compensation we got back. People don't really like, yeah. really understand that. that. That was part of the whole deal. It wasn't just, oh, we trade him and whatever we get back. No, he had a say so on that as well. So that's the first part. So now he's gone. We cleared that out. Chris love Chris Thank him for his time and service. He, he didn't need to be here not doing this rebuild. Go to a contender. Same thing for Brad. Go to a contender. Chris Paul, love him. Would have loved to seen him in DC had we had a contender. Yeah. Go somewhere else and be a contender. My thing is this, I'm like you. Tomorrow night, that's when the when we start seeing what does this look like? Get those first round picks, get those second round picks. Build you know, right now I'm about quantity and quality. Get Very as many true. people and players in here as we can get and see who because there's a gym somewhere.
3: <laughs> there is
2: a gem of a player somewhere out there, and he's just waiting for an opportunity. It's every year, and, why not and I hit. appreciate
1: the call, Al. That's every year we have what Al's talking about. There are going to be some sneaky picks uh, and some sneaky players and some sneaky talent that Washington could ultimately acquire uh, with their number 30 overall pick and the two second-round picks that they have. I thought number 30 was interesting because the track record – of the number 30 overall pick in the past couple of seasons has been pretty good. It's been pretty good. Number 30 overall pick has been Jimmy Butler in previous years, Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies in previous years, Kevin Porter Jr. of the Houston Rockets. We saw Josh Hart, DC Zone, taking a number 30. So there is a precedent for selecting a franchise-altering talent, potentially, at number 30. It's about whether or not, Michael Winger, Will Dawkins, and Travis Slank. It's about whether or not they've left no stone unturned in trying to scout and acquire talent. It's going to get interesting, man. I'll continue to say it. Cap space is great. You need it to get over the top, but in order to build your foundation and your identity and your core moving forward, you got to have some of your own draft picks as a part of that. Let's go to High Man. Manassas, what's going to High Man?
4: Hey, what's going on now? Uh, Good evening. Hey, thank you so much for dedicating a large portion of your show talking about the Wizards, man. Everybody knows we not talk about the Wizards a little more in this radio station. Hey, um, I'm excited, brother. Uh, It starts about, like you said, the draft is the most important thing. It's going to happen tomorrow. We had to hit on those draft picks. We know the last 20 years we have a lot of hit and misses. Around here yeah. now, the second rounders. I remember we used to trade second rounders for cats, <laughs> and uh, you know, I wonder how how is uh, our scouting in, in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, and being able to acquire uh, a foreign talent and on on those second rounds. And let them develop out there and overseas, but uh, that's a very, very important also portion of the of the whole puzzle. But uh, I'm excited, brother. Uh, we move these uh, players. Uh, you know, they play well for the Wizards. We wish them well. But it's a new beginning. I'm very excited. It starts tomorrow. And thank you so much for calling the Wizards like you do.
1: Yes, sir. I may appreciate you as always, my man. Yeah, I mean that. I may put it beautifully, man. This is. This is an exciting time to be a Washington Wizards fan, man. For the first time in a long time, you can't really predict what they're going to do. See, when you hamstring yourself financially and you sign dudes to bad contracts, there's only so many ways you can get better and improve the roster. The one thing that Michael Winger, Travis Schlank, and Will Dawkins have done since they've gotten here, anything is possible. They have given themselves so much flexibility. And I'm not just talking about financial flexibility. Them having more swings at the draft can only be a good thing. And see, it's crazy. Like Jaime said, it was a great point. Normally when we talk about the Wizards having second-round picks, no one gets excited. They're normally getting flipped for cash or or for a veteran that will never see the floor. Man, with Michael Winger and with Will Dawkins and Travis Schlenk, I have hope that maybe they can draft a rotational piece with one of these second-round picks. Maybe, maybe they can pull a Denver Nuggets and draft an eventual MVP with a second-round pick. There's new people in charge here, ladies and gentlemen. Anything is possible right now for the Washington Wizards. Anything is possible. Rob in D.C. What's going on, Rob?
5: What's up, Bill? How you doing, buddy? Good, man. How you doing? Oh, everything good with me. I love the direction they're going in. You know, I've been a fan. You've been so calling
1: for this, Rob, for
5: a while, you, man. you know, I've been calling for it for a long time. Uh, let me ask you this real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, if uh, Anthony Black and Whitmore is on the board at number eight, who you mm. think?
1: You're going to put me on the spot, huh, Rob? I'll be honest, I'll go with Cam Whitmore and here's why, Rob. You probably agree with this. In today's NBA, the most valuable piece in the game right now is a versatile wing who can defend multiple positions and, and stretch the floor. Cam Whitmore comes in automatically right away with the NBA body. He can jump out the gym. The only issue with Cam Whitmore is the injury concerns that he had at the beginning of his freshman season, but can stroke the ball. He's one of the more to me, Rob, flawless prospects uh, in Tomorrow Night's Draft, man. I think he'd be a home run pick for Washington.
5: That's a dog. He's a straight dog. He is, I man. agree with you. If you stay healthy, no injuries, he's going to be a dog in this league for a long time. I agree with you. I like Anthony Black, but I like I do what's too. better.
1: That's why I'm, I'm genuinely torn by it, because I, I do think, Rob, that Anthony Black, being that size at the point guard position, man, and having the ability to switch off to other dudes and, and guard multiple positions, it's a valuable piece to have, man, and I think he's only nineteen, only eighteen years old. He'll be in the league for a while, man. But either one, man, you, you can't go wrong with it, me.
5: No, that's who I would pick if both of them on the board at the same. But either or is either one of them available uh, to be a good pick. If, you know, either one. But real quick, with the with the direction the Wizards mm-hmm. is going in. Um, Come on, Ted, you should have done this last year before you gave Brad this money. If you had done it a year sooner, like you were supposed to do, we wouldn't be, you know, who knows? We probably would be picking Victor tomorrow night if you had done the right thing. Because when you brought Brad back, it was just for uh, pretty much to show him loyalty. It made no
1: sense, Rob. I'll be honest with you. That's why I'm still salty about what we're dealing with. Because normally, right, when someone messes up, you get to ship him out of town. Ted ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's the thing. I appreciate the call. We're up, we're up against it. We're going to have Chris Naki join us uh, at the, on the other side of the break. But I want to continue to take your calls while you got them. 1-800-636-1067. Your reaction to the Washington Wizards and some of the moves that they're going to be making, uh, the moves that they've made, excuse me, over the past 48 hours. They've cleared almost $90 million in cap space uh, over the past 48 hours, either Sending Bradley Beal to Phoenix, and then the combination of trading Chris Tapps, for Zingas to the Boston Celtics, the financial flexibility that this group has right now is second to none. But like I said, tomorrow night in the draft is where it all starts. Let's go to Tony in DC. What's going on, Tony? Hey,
6: O'Neill, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Um, I might be, I might be one of the ones was not happy with with the uh, trade of Porzingis because I was hoping we were going to keep. Either one of the, uh, between him or Kuzma or both of them, just to see where it would go. And uh, and they had strong performances, then we could have done something at the, you know, trade deadline. So, but, and I always say you can't teach height. So, I, I thought he was still a perfect fit. I mean, we could have seen what we could have done next year, per se but I'm not too happy about it. But the rebuild is on, so I guess I'm down with it. But let me ask you this, Mm -hmm. though. With all the um, cap salary we're saving and all that, are we still going to try to use that money to try to bring free agents? Because you know in the past that has not been good for us uh, um, still. So I'm hoping this regime can change all that dynamic and uh, hopefully within the five-year span I guess we can – uh, build a winner and be uh, Tony I, Tony, I hope it doesn't take
1: five years Tony I, I appreciate the call my man I want to answer what, what Tony said about the the cap space and how Washington plans to use this newfound cap space that they have because they've got all this cap space and because they're not trying to necessarily win right now like I said they could become the NBA's destination for bad contracts Washington could be a team that says hey look You want to get off of a bad contract? Give me a first round pick and I'll take it. So I want them to maintain the financial freedom and flexibility because that seems like their best avenue right now to acquiring assets. What else do they have? What else do they have as far as acquiring more assets? They don't I don't even I got to check on this during the commercial because I don't want to give you all unfactual information, but I don't even think they own their first round pick in 2024. So they've still got some major wood to chop in terms of acquiring assets. That's why this rebuild to me, it was going to take three strong soldiers and they got them. Uh, and Will Dawkins, Michael winger and, uh, and Travis slank. It was going to take three strong soldiers to come in here. Cause you're not really working with much. There are not many assets to, to, to move forward with, but because they were able to create that financial flexibility, you'll see it. I, I think it happens as early as this offseason, maybe. Teams dumping off salaries on Washington, pairing it with a first-round pick. And if you're Michael Winger and company, that's what you want. The more bites at the apple you have, the more likely you are to draft a franchise-altering talent. And the, the thing that no one wants to talk about, that's how you get out of a rebuild. It's about how you draft, not about the free agents you sign. Paul is in D.C. What's going on, Paul?
3: Hey, what's up? Thanks a lot. Uh, nice young lady that answered the phone. She's very nice. Very, very pleasant.
1: <laughs> Super producer uh, Caitlin in the studio, man. She's a dog for us.
3: Man, she's a dog. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, so I like what they're doing. I think that them stripping it down the way that they did, we were always in, you know, that middle of the road. And as a season ticket holder, I'm like, I got tired of seeing they play better without Bill to me. And so – I uh, I'm like the other caller. Moving uh Bozingas, I don't think Kuzma's coming back anyway. So now you got that financial flexibility. But like you said, you can grab a, a player that somebody else is trying to dump for six months and then get a couple of draft picks mm-hmm. like some of these other teams are doing. Uh the Lakers had to give up a first round draft pick just so uh, somebody could take the Westbrook off for their hands. You know, so that's what you gotta do. You gotta put yourself in a position where you can have some type of financial flexibility. And then once you build that thing up and get some young players, maybe a free agent might come along and say, I want to, you know, work with them or come. Because D.C., I don't understand. We haven't really been a free agent um, place, you know, place where people want to come. We haven't been able to attract. Paul, let me Paul, let me jump
1: in for a second. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the other callers brought that up. And let me see you agree with this, Paul. I know you know your hoops. The reason Washington hasn't been a free agent destination isn't is because of the town. The town's beautiful. You you are from around the area. You see, it's a great place to raise a family. When you've got Ernie Grunfeld and Tommy Shepard running your front office, agents out there talk. They don't want to send their guy here to Washington because they're not going to try to compete for a championship. For the first time in really my entire life, I'm only 25 years old. I haven't seen much of Wizards basketball. For the first time in my life, the Washington Wizards have people in the front office with some actual cachet that actually have a good track record around the league to where an agent will say, you know what, yeah, we'll come We'll come sign with you because I know that you're about team building and you're going to do what's best for me and my guy. That's the most important thing moving forward, though, man. Like I said, it starts tomorrow night with the Washington Wizards, though. It's the first opportunity uh, for Michael Winger and this new regime to put their stamp uh, on the Washington Wizards, we'll take a quick timeout when we come back. Chris Naki set to join us. He's the color analyst uh, for Maryland basketball over on our sister station, the Team 980. We'll ask him some possible prospects the Wizards could be looking to bring in uh, in tomorrow night's draft. All that more coming up next. This is the Fan. Welcome back. It's overtime on 106.7 The Fan, and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey apps. The Youngest in Charge, Movement, Lanelle Willingham, taking you up to eleven o'clock before we dish the rock to the Jr. Sport Brief. Right now, I want to keep our conversation on the Washington Wizards, and to do so, we'll go out to the BetQL guest hotline, where we're joined by our pal Chris Snockey. He is the TV and radio analyst for Maryland Terrapins basketball. Coach, how you doing, my man?
7: I'm doing great, man. How are
1: you? I am good. Trying to come to grips with everything that's happened with the D.C. (laughs) family in the past 48 hours. A lot of moving parts. How's, how's, how's that going? Yeah, it's it's a headache, Chris. I'll tell you that. I wanted to bring you on and get your two cents on it, man. With the Porzingis news going down about two hours ago, what do you make of this group and, and the impact Michael Winger and company are making right away?
7: Well, I mean, obviously it's kind of a scorched earth thing, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing is, is that we have – You know what we've seen over the last four, five, six—well, hell, (laughs) twenty years—is sort of the definition of insanity. You know, uh, doing the same stuff and expecting different results, Uh, and it just—it hasn't happened. Uh, They've been stuck in that NBA's Middle Earth for a long, long time. With you know, it seems like every year they're picking between—I don't know, eight and thirteen, something Mm -hmm. like that—and. That's just not the way you're going to get better. And, and they, they've squandered opportunities with their picks, which is unfortunate, but I think that you know they were able to uh, i'm going to i'm going to go glass half full mm-hmm. on here you know and uh, they were able to jettison 80 million dollars mm-hmm. uh, assuming the Porzingis trade goes through and uh and and this is a if anybody is due for a reset <laughs> and a reboot it would be this group and this organization so i, I you know i'm like a lot of people i feel like particularly with the Beal thing they didn't get anything for him um, but maybe that's the way you have to approach it, to burn it down and start all over again. And uh, hopefully the, if they end up with the eighth and, and the 30th pick tomorrow night, hopefully we're there high-fiving each other, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, at Kaplan Arena.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, Chris, the one thing that I've sort of been beaten into the ground here since the Porzingis news uh, became final, while it's fine and dandy to have financial flexibility during a rebuild. Their work, Chris, starts tomorrow night, as you said, with pick number eight, with pick number 30, and the two second-round picks that they have. Based on what you know about the draft track record of these dudes, specifically Travis Schlenk and what he was able to do in Atlanta, how how confident are you that we can leave Capital One Arena tomorrow night with four really good basketball players?
7: Yeah, I mean, that's always the million-dollar question, right? I mean, because in spite of all the work that you do, all the studying you do, all the metrics, all that stuff – I still think the NBA draft sometimes is more art than science and it's getting lucky. You know, I mean, I think also you have to come to terms with the fact that um, certainly, you know, the number one picks of the draft have a, have a pretty significant success rate and things like that. But you've got a lot of significant basketball players who've been drafted between 10 and 20. You have, You know, you just you have to you have to get a little bit lucky, but you have to do your work. You know, you have to be you know you have to be ready, and you never know. You know, I've read all sorts of mocks here uh, (laughs) going into the draft about about who the whiz are picking, but. Honestly, I think tomorrow you may see a lot of movement on draft day, and it's not just the finalization of the Porzingis thing to Boston and you know Brogden to the Clippers and stuff like that. Uh, You know, if you look at the draft, I don't. If the Blazers picking third have all of us, you know, they they have Scoot Henderson to choose from, and they've got an all-world point guard in Damian Lillard that they're committed to keeping. Then all of a sudden, you think, well, maybe that pick is on the table. You know, maybe that pick is, is available for somebody who's going to, you know, who's going to give up something significant for it. And then all of a sudden the draft changes, you know, from there, there's a little bit of a trickle down from that point. And uh, so, and my point is that you have to be nimble, you know, you have to be ready to, to change and you may, you may be going in there thinking, this is our guy, but Stuff happens, you know. We see it year after year, and uh, I would expect tomorrow things are going to happen during the day of the draft.
1: We're joined right now by our guy Chris Naki. He is the color analyst from Maryland Terrapins Basketball. You can give him a follow on Twitter. I don't even know if he used Twitter a lot, Naki, at X coach Naki. Last time mm-hmm. you were on Twitter, you and Zabin were in a spat. I was laughing about it. <laughs>
7: <laughs> well, no. he's often wrong, but never in doubt. So we're <laughs> so we're, we're, we are, uh, we're tied up to him, man. Forever.
1: Definitely, man. Two, two of my favorites. You mentioned how tomorrow night is going to be more of an art than it is a science Wanted to have you on as well because you have seen a lot of these dudes that are going to be selected tomorrow up close in person being the color analyst from Maryland basketball. In that range that Washington's picking, and I'll call it a range because, yes, their pick is number eight, but the talent pool from, let's say, after Scoot Henderson to pick number 12 is a crapshoot for real. A lot lot of different types of guys. But you got to fall in love with one and make sure he fits into your mold. From what you've – been able to gather. Who do you think is the best fit for Washington?
7: Well, I mean, part of it depends on the finalization of the Porzingis thing. You know, you're really looking at a at a, a blank canvas at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I have a feel. I'm, I'm sure that the Wiz will make an attempt, an offer to Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, even though he opted out, I would think that that's that's part of what they'll what they'll do but I mean you're in a situation where you and it's such a cliche but man tomorrow night is is clearly a best player available (laughs) night for this team and considering the needs and you can't say definitively that oh these guys absolutely need a one or they absolutely Mm -hmm. need a two they need guys they need guys and they, they need bodies and uh uh, you know, considering and given that the Porzingis thing actually does happen, which we expect it will, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, who's the best player in this org- in the organization at this point? You know, I mean, that is a tough there, question. There's, no, no, there's nobody really to build around. Yeah. So you're looking at you're looking at trying to piece together something that doesn't, you know, win you eight games. You know, you want to you want to put your put, Put something competitive out there, so people come to your building, you know, and, and are interested in this. And uh, so, I, 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 you know, there are, there are a handful of guys that would be good picks, but I, I think you're you're looking at at being nimble, being able to take the best player on your board when that pick comes to you, and it could be somebody you don't expect right now to have to be available.
1: Yeah, and I think, Chris, that's probably the more likely scenario is that tomorrow, when that eighth pick rolls around. We're going to look at each other and say, who? <laughs> Obviously, we know the prospects, but it definitely is going to be a surprise. I want to ask your opinion on, to me, the two most polarizing dudes in this draft, the Thompson Twins, and men in the of uh, overtime elite. And I know you're somebody that's very familiar with the AAU circuit. You're familiar with how yeah. college basketball works and things like that. If you were – Wearing the GM hat, first of all, I hope you would hire me as one of your executives, Chris. Uh, Second of all,
5: would you? A be, it's a given.
1: <laughs> would you be willing to take a flyer on the Thompson Twins, considering yeah. the shaky competition they played against? Yeah, probably
7: would. I mean, is that any any less significant than the than the guys that Brandon Miller played against? I mean, <laughs> I, I I mean I, yeah. I agree with you to to a point, but these guys are studs, man, Athletic and. Freaks, uh, man. Athletic freaks, uh, and also they help you on both ends. The, unfortunately, they'll both be long gone by the time the yeah. whiz are picking. Um, but I, w- I would definitely take uh, take a flyer on those guys. And you, you know, I mean, part of it is is, is betting on the level of athleticism. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, I've listened to those guys talk too. And they might be blowing smoke, but they're intense guys. They 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 walk. They seem to talk the talk for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I like I like a lot of things about them and, and their approach. Um, again, I wish either one of them would be available at eight, but I think they're they're both gone by six for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. It kind of speaks to their seriousness and how they're all about basketball. I found out today, I was getting ready Chris, that they just recently upgraded their iPhones. They've had the iPhone 5 through the entirety of high school. We're on like the iPhone 13 now. So it just shows you how locked in these dudes are, especially being that age. You worry about what their off-the-court interests are. I want to ask you about one dude in particular, man because you've gotten to see him up close and personal. This Bryce Sensabaw kid from Ohio State, to me, Chris, is the real deal. I call him a CBG certified bucket getter. Doing it in the big ten, why do you think his name is kind of falling in the, as this draft process has gone gone down?
7: Yeah, that's a really good question. so he he has a really mature game. He had a great year uh, for a team that really underachieved for the first twenty twenty five games of the season. they mm-hmm. Ohio State played much better the last couple of weeks of the season than they had early on. Um, he's a three-level scorer, very good three-point shooter. Strong as could be. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I tell you what. I, I, this is just a sort of anecdotal. Mm-hmm. When I was out on the court before the game when Maryland played Ohio State, I was not too far away from him. Now I'm six two, six two and a half. He he didn't look. I mean, I don't know what he's listed at, but to me, he looked like he was six four ish, six four and a half. And, and they got him listed at six five. Yeah, I don't. I, no I, you know, he's a strong kid. He's yeah. got a, you know, got an impressive body, but um, and a great swagger to him for sure. I just, you know, he's sort of a prototypical three and D guy. Most of those guys are six seven, six eight, and are. it just doesn't fit that NBA, you know, picture uh, at that at five
1: yeah I definitely agree with you, and the defense is something that has been kind of he's been picked apart about during this process as folks feels like he doesn't compete on that end of the floor enough,
7: yeah, um you know he was there was so much put upon him at Ohio State, right. which is rare for a freshman to go there and get all the responsibility he did. but I thought he was really impressive this year, and like I said, I mean it's not just about the production. He just, I like the way he went about his business, you know, Um, and in most cases, up or down, you know, he he was steady and solid, and I would expect that he's a top 20 pick, Linnell. Mm -hmm. I just don't see him, like, top 10. I I just don't see him at that level right now, but shoot, all it takes is for one person, one team, to fall in love with him, right?
1: And I think that's what's going to shock us tomorrow night, is we always, like you said, we look through these mock drafts, and then we get to draft night, and... Teams have different grades on these dudes. I want to give you, make you pick between two guys here real quick. Uh, The kid Cam Whitmore uh, coming out of Villanova and Anthony Black. Those are two guys who have constantly been mocked to Washington. I didn't think Cam Whitmore was going to be there at eight for Washington, but it seems like uh, he's fallen a little bit here at the back half of the process. If you were the Wizards and both of those two dudes are on the board, are you taking Cam Whitmore or are you taking Anthony Black? Cam
7: Whitmore in a flash. Yeah. Easy, easy question for me. Yeah. So, you, first of all, you get the local element to it. He went right. to Spalding here. But the other thing is, I mean, he's got an NBA-ready body. Mm-hmm. I mean, he if he just uh, – I was listening to Jay Billis earlier today. At one point he said, all Whitmore has to do is take off his jersey and an NBA, <laughs> guy, I saw will, that, yeah. NBA guy will draft him yeah. like sixth, you know. Uh, he was hurt this year for Villanova, and I don't think people saw – all the things that he could do, and even with that, shot the ball well enough. Uh, he's just a big-time, yeah. ferocious athlete, and uh, if he's available, he's your guy. Uh, there, uh, to, in my, to my way of thinking, if he happens to be available at eight, that, then I'd sign him and have a parade uh, yeah. down 7th Street.
1: <laughs> Hopefully that's the scenario we're dealing with tomorrow, yeah. Naki. I will see you tomorrow out at Capital One Arena. Myself and Chris Naki anchoring 106.7 The Fans NBA draft coverage tomorrow live from the Wizards draft party at Cap 1. I'll see you soon, my friend. Looking forward to it, bud. Thank that you. That is Chris Nocky's, ladies and gentlemen. Always love catching up with Coach. He is as knowledgeable as it gets on these college prospects because of the fact that he calls games for the Maryland Terrapins. So some of the prospects that are currently being linked to the Wizards, he's had a up-close-and-personal look at him. a guy like a Bryce Sensiball, a Jet Howard out of Michigan, a Kobe Buffkin uh, out of Michigan. So it'll be interesting to see, man, tomorrow night – what Michael Winger and company uh, ultimately end up doing. We'll take a quick timeout when we come back. I told you tomorrow night's a good night for the NBA as a whole. Not that the league was struggling for stars, but you're going to see Victor Wembinyama enter the NBA. He's going to be a star from day one. Brandon Miller out of Alabama going to be a star from day one. Scoot Henderson from the G League Ignite. The Thompson Twins. It's a star-studded 2023 draft class. When we get back, though, I'll let you hear from a projected top three pick made a very questionable statement earlier today about who his greatest of all time is. Let's hear from the number two overall pick next. It's overtime here on 106.7 The Fan and always streaming live nationally on the free Odyssey app. It's the youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham, riding with you till 11 o'clock tonight before we dish the rock to the JR Sport Brief. I want to give a big thank you uh, to Chris Snaki for joining us uh, in the past segment. If you missed any of that, make sure you download the Odyssey Rewind feature uh, and go back to the 8.30 segment for my conversation uh, with Chris Naki. You'll hear a lot more of Chris Naki starting tomorrow night. Him and myself will be anchoring 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980's NBA draft coverage will be live out on the concourse uh, at Capital One Arena uh, as the Wizards draft day party is going on. So if you're planning on heading out and attending that, man, make sure you stop by and say hello to Chris uh, and I, man. It definitely... Plan on it being a good time, man. Last year was the first time I got to do it, and it was incredible, man. Just having legends, Wizards legends walking across the concourse. We got fans screaming at us, and it was a great, great experience, man. And considering the newfound optimism when it comes to the Washington Wizards and this roster moving forward, I am expecting absolute fireworks uh, tomorrow night at Capital One Arena, man. It definitely Uh, Should be a good time. I mentioned, though, the NBA right now is in a really, really good spot when it comes to stars. All the young talent that's in this league, Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, plenty of young talent in the NBA right now. And this draft that's set to take place tomorrow night potentially has three generational talents in the top 3 picks and the projected number 1 overall pick Victor Wembanyama, the 7'5 phenom out of France who is built like Kevin Durant, kind of plays like Kevin Durant. It's very interesting trying to find a comp for Victor Wembanyama, but to see a dude at 7'5 be able to handle the basketball and have fluid movements the way that he does is incredible. The only skepticism when it comes to Victor Wembanyama and his NBA future is the size. He's listed as 220 pounds, but if you look at him, he's 7'5". He looks like a twig almost, very skinny dude. The reason I say the NBA is in no hurry or in no need for stars because he's got star qualities on and off the court. He sat down with Robin Roberts of Good Morning America and had this to say to his critics questioning his frame.
2: There have also been some who look at you and go, "Are you ready?" The day in, day out, the grueling NBA schedule. They could think that because they don't, they don't know my work ethic. I
1: know how I work, how we work with my, with my surroundings, my environment. You know, I, I couldn't never have any doubts. And so, when someone says bulk up, why? What for? <laughs> <laughs> you should tell others to skinny up. <laughs> you should tell others to skinny up. That is. The swagger and the confidence that if I'm the San Antonio Spurs with the number one overall pick, I absolutely love hearing Victor Wembanyama talk like this. He's him, y'all. I can't wait. We were having a conversation during the Nationals game, myself, Grant Paulson, Danny Ruelier, Ryan Clary, the boys from Grant and Danny, and Grant was asking me, man, like, do, do, do you think this Victor Wembanyama kid's gonna be the truth, man? And my jaw instantly dropped. Anybody who cuts on the tape of this dude. You'll see it immediately. You're going to be like, what? 7 5 has the handle of a guard. I'll put it this way the best way to describe Victor Wembinyama, he is a 6 3 guard trapped in a 7 5 center's body. He is that good. And I feel like that is going to translate at the next level right away. He's got uber defensive potential. We could be looking at the next great player. Uh, In the NBA, we're talking about Victor Wembenyama, man. He's got Hall of Fame written all over him. And the fact that I know and the reason I feel so confident in Victor Wembenyama and his development and growth, he's going to San Antonio. He's going to San Antonio, a place where basketball is the number one priority. No distractions, and they're going to be solely locked in on getting him better. And I think it'll work, man. I think it'll work. I expect Victor Wembenyama to not only come in and win rookie of the year. I think Victor Wembenyama comes in and gets the San Antonio Spurs competitive right away. This isn't a roster in San Antonio that is completely talent deficient. They've got Devin Vassell. They've got Keldon Johnson. They've got Jeremy Sohan. They've got some pieces with the San Antonio Spurs, man. And having a piece like Victor Wembenyama honestly just changes the entire trajectory of everything involving your franchise. This is, this is massive. And to hear him talk like that and to show swagger and emotion at his age, whew, wait till he gets in the NBA and he starts getting buckets and he actually has reason uh, to smack talk his opponents, man. I think Victor Wembenyama definitely on a fast track to be one of the stars of of the National Basketball Association. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll switch things to the gridiron at the top of the 9 o'clock hour. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker set to join the program. We'll get his thoughts on the burgundy and gold, plus the other hot-button topics uh, in the NFL offseason. All that more coming up next. This is the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
0: I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...